the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing on more. Got a big show for you today. We are still in earnings season, which I got to admit, I kind of like earnings season. Last week, you can get a report out of someone like Apple. That's the greatest quarter ever, the greatest revenue in the history of America, the greatest income in the history of America. The stock goes down. You're like, this makes no sense. And Rob says wisely, but the stock went up before earnings, so it's not guaranteed to always go up. But the stock had a great quarter, Rob, but it was built in. It's time to figure some of the stuff out. I like it. I like it a lot. It's not the weekend quarterback, but kind of, right? Every 90 days, long weekend you get. Take a look at earnings, long week maybe. Markets opened higher. We're in a little a bit of a yo-yo thing going on at this point in time. And what do I mean about yo-yo kind of thing? We're not getting a lot of direction in earnings season. Maybe it's a little bit Trump impeachment coming up. Part two. Maybe it's the Republicans saying, how about a much smaller package for the next or the first round of stimulus out of the Biden administration? Maybe it's the GameStop market capitalization bouncing around and us looking at whose fault is it? I'll be honest with you. I'm not crazy about anyone's role here. I feel that the professionals have infiltrated the situation. So it's no longer a cute little Reddit sub users versus the institution fight where the institution gets access to, to leverage what the individual cannot. And the individual wants to show the institutions that they can still beat them at their own game. I I feel that situation has been co-opted by professionals on the Reddit side of the fence. Because to keep that Ponzi scheme, to keep that pyramid scheme, to keep that rush of buyers to continue to support and push higher, someone's going to be left holding the dollar. And institutions, in my opinion, have no problem cashing in a couple easy chips, so to speak, on the back of an interesting cause gone awry. GameStop's market cap is roughly 1% the size of Apple's and an even more minute percentage of the total market cap out there. And yet it continues to get all sorts of headline attention on Wall Street financial media i'm not over it i just know that it ends badly for the individual and like i said i think the individual has been co-opted here 
but we'll find out. The same exact thing is happening now in silver as of today. But I'd like that to move off the front page because when it does, it'll be a footnote and it'll be about legal suits tied towards I lost money because I believed GameStop hurt me. In theory, GameStop's job is to put buyers and sellers together, but when institutions can leverage 10 times one way that you can't as an individual, I don't know if they could possibly do it. And that is a good question. Why not? Because you have to match buyers with sellers. Typically, the way it's done in a controlled environment, if, let's say, the Patriots win the Super Bowl, and Monday morning we want to come to work and buy shares of the Patriots, well, Monday after the Super Bowl, when they win the Super Bowl, everyone's going to be like on their bandwagon wanting to buy them. So 10 buyers will come in, 100 buyers will come in, 1,000. No one who owns it wants to sell it because they want to repeat next year. So suddenly you have too many buyers, not enough sellers. So to get people interested, maybe you jack the price 5, 10, 15, 20%. But there's a limit. It typically works until in this case, it didn't work. So last week we had a, a buy the dip kind of scenario play out where Friday was rough and today we come back and it's lovely and sweet. Something about the vaccination rates changed. Something about the earnings rates. Like, what's going on? It's a little bit of a market that's bouncing around. Piper Sandler raised their price target on Tesla to a street high 1200 from 515 It's moving so fast that their last price target looks like a sell. And it wasn't. I know you're saying you are a nerd, Rob. I think I just heard you laugh when you said that out loud. I did. There's a report that a group of 10 GOP senators put forth a $600 billion stimulus plan to discuss with Biden. It does have a $1,000 stimulus check to be dispersed in a more targeted manner. Well short of Biden's first $1.9 trillion stimulus proposal shot So those are the big stories out there today. Markets opened a little bit higher. Nothing really dramatic. Starting to give back some of those opening pop. But not not anything too dramatic. So we got some green in the major four indices. The major four are the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, and the Russell 2000. The next screen that you kind of start looking at is gold and silver and oil. Silver and gold. That old snowman, I hated him. Silver and gold. I know you're saying you're a Christmas Scrooge. Yes, I am. Um, So gold's not doing anything dramatic. It's on the high side. Silver's doing the drama today up 9%. The silliness that has gone into the GameStop Civil War has now moved into silver. Silver is not a poor man's gold. Silver is a poor man's silver. Gold has some uh, more industrial uses and is actually a storage of value in banks in the vaults, per se. Silver doesn't move as much on inflation as it, it shouldn't be as correlated as we try to make it, but we're trying be cautious. I get it. 
I get that it's the flavor of the month, but for me, I like chocolate chip cookie dough and I've always liked it. I don't need a flavor of the month. The flavor of the month eventually goes terribly wrong. It's sometimes, yes, it's like, let's mix chocolate chips with vanilla ice cream with a little caramel swirl and, and cookie dough. Yes, 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 genius of the month. But the following month, it's gonna be like peppermint. I'm like, you ruined it. You ruined it forever. Uh, same concept, right? Flavor of the month. Be very, very cautious. Silver right now is a new shiny thing for day traders. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. The 10-year treasury sits at 1.07%. It has made the move to sit above 1%, and it's held it. Next stop that we get really serious about, probably 1.25 and then 1.5. Bitcoin's in the news. Elon Musk saying, I like Bitcoin. I think people will do transactions in Bitcoin. I think financial companies will use Bitcoin. Man, tell me you don't think he owns some Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin's sitting at 33,434 today, having a pretty good 24 months. I'm Rob Black. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money. Let's do more. Heart in the head. Apple versus Facebook. It's Brady against Mahomes. It's the Chiefs against the Patriots. It's or the Buccaneers. Whoopsie. Tim Cook versus Mark Zuckerberg. Oh man, the nerd wars, right? This is a big one. Um I don't know if I hit it well enough last week, but I thought it was kind of funny to see two companies kind of squabble with each other. I think I got caught up probably a little bit into too much of the what's going on with Robin Hood drama. Save the drama for Lorenzo Lamas. But Facebook and Apple have some of their drama going on with themselves, and they're kind of bringing attention for the world to see some of their awards. I don't know if this is the best idea. Facebook's begun urging some iPhone and iPad users that you're about to get warned that we could be using your data nefariously to give you advertisements. We want you to think about that as we're going to give you a better advertisement experience by giving us access to what you use in the world outside of the Facebook wall. It's kind of a tough sell, isn't it? So let's get, let's just say that I'm on Safari or Google's browser or Chrome or let's say I'm on Opera or Oprah, the Oprah browser, Netscape Navigator. I'm on the old Netscape Navigator. And I'm navigating to 
Ski Island Vacations. I am not on Facebook. I'm not showing my friends on Facebook my Tiki Island adventure. I'm only off in my own little network browser that's mine and mine alone. No one, I'm not logged in. I'm just using the browser on my computer that I also happen to address Facebook in. I can be on my phone, I can be on my Mac, you name it, what have you. And now suddenly Facebook, next time I'm on, I'm going to brag about something, my ugly children. I'm taking a picture. Look at me with my picture of my ugly children. I care enough to get a picture with them instead of like cutting them out of the picture. See, I actually centered them too. So I'm there looking at ugly children and then suddenly I see a Tiki Island Adventure advertisement. Come to the island of Tiki Island Adventure. Use Tiki Island Adventure Airways. I'm like, wait, wait. Did I, do I know someone that went there and that showed me because I know someone? Nope. And it's a little offensive. If you're looking up Shakespeare quotes, like let's say you're trying to cheat while you're playing an online game and you're trying to use the internet to answer your who wants to be a millionaire app so you can show your friends how many times you want it, who wants to be a millionaire by cheating, and suddenly your questions on your, your cheating Google searches are showing up in your Facebook, it might get it a little embarrassing. When your online Jeopardy question is, online venereal diseases for 100 and you're doing the searches and they're popping up in your Facebook feed and your spouse is on your Facebook's feed and she's like, what's up with all these venereal diseases? And like, you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's not me. And she knows how it works. And you know how it works and you're caught. You're caught looking up venereal diseases, but in your case, you're doing it for who wants to be a millionaire versus what might have happened this weekend or might not have in Vegas. And then suddenly you're getting ads for Vegas too and your spouse is like, uh-oh. Anyway, so Apple wants it to be like, if you're not in the Facebook world, they have no right to know what you're doing. And it's a new app. It's a new feature that I've already tested. It's pretty cool. Now, Facebook is going to do the old fake workaround. And again, for lack of a better word, don't get mad at me. They're doing a, a Trojan horse in front of the Chinese wall. The Chinese wall is, do you want information coming in and out of your apps and following you? The Trojan horse is what Facebook is going to do is pretty funny. They're going to, next time you open Facebook, it may say, do you want to turn off this feature or do you want to allow us to continue to do it? And whatever answer you choose, it's not going to go into effect because it's not your Apple phone asking you, do you want us to turn it off in your settings? So Zuck is kind of misleading us with this like, oh, I already hit that button. I don't have to do it a second time. So Facebook said, no matter what happens, they're going to honor the choice. But there's Google's already saying, oh, we can come up with some workarounds on this. We're, we got great engineers. Apparently, Facebook does, but they're not telling us, or maybe they don't, and they're telling us that. So do you want to allow or not allow? I don't have an answer to it. I can tell you that Facebook gives me a service of looking at your ugly children and your great vacations. And I know most of you because I happen to give you financial advice. And when I do, I get you to tell me things you don't want to tell me. I know most of you don't have perfect lives. But anyway, tell me your secrets, shall you? Super Bowl tickets. Dun, 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 dun. They're crazy expensive this year compared to last year. 
last year we were just like in the start of the pandemic and we're like, ah, let's go to Super Bowls. We've heard about this little Wuhan thing, but it'll probably stay there. Or maybe it'll get one person in Santa Clara, but it certainly won't take down a group of us partying together. So last year, Super Bowl tickets weren't that bad. $5,511 per ticket. How much are they going for this year? $14,110. Now, that's because Raymond James Stadium is going to have 14500 in paid attendance. I don't know if that includes or excludes the 7500 tickets that they're giving away to first responders. I'm all for supporting first responders. I wonder if giving them tickets to a super spreader event like a Super Bowl is a good idea or if it's just kind of like said, yeah, hopefully it's a good game. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but they are good tickets. Stay at home. Watch it on your couch like me. I'm kind of a big deal. So. Super Bowl tickets, $14,110, because this will be the least attended Super Bowl ever. Back when there was the frozen tundra of Green Bay, Wisconsin at Lambeau Field. Uh, that had more attendance. I know you're saying, but those were old people who read old-time newspapers and who had old-time announcers and leather helmets. And, like, what was all that about? I can't explain it other than to say I probably was delivered by an old-time football player who had big hands and maybe brain damage, but that's neither here nor there. $14,110 for a ticket. Two tickets are going to run you $28,000. Is that before or after taxes and flights? Woo! That's most people's retirement money. Hopefully you enjoy the game from home. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Stocks rising to start February. Off on a positive note. Last week... There were some concerns on Wall Street about the speculative trading and creating kind of a retail mania on GameStop and attacking Robinhood. People are angry at the institution. Robinhood, in theory, is supposed to be for the everyman. But last week, it took a stance that probably protected some corporate profits. People are upset. Tensions are rising. Lawsuits are flying. I want nothing to do with it. There once was a Thanksgiving where after the dinner, the people were putting away the carcasses and the bones and they hit the garbage disposal and it got stuck. Next thing I know, they were trying to plunge it. Drano went in. Something happened downstairs. They plunged it up so it explodes all over the roof. There's chicken bones. There's bird bones. There's gravy. There's just giblets. There's everything on the roof. It's falling on the ground. There's battery acid, which is known as Drano. That's, that's coming, peeling the paint off. I'm like, I'm out. I'll skip dessert. See you later. I wanted nothing to do with that. And sometimes that happens on Wall Street a little bit when there's some drama over the retail situation where 
retail investors are going to get hurt on this one and it, it, institutions are going to come out pretty. I don't know if that's the case. I just want nothing to do with this. So I just whistle by the graveyard and pay no attention to GameStop or AMC. I see them as businesses that were flawed. I trust what we valued them at a couple of weeks ago versus what they're being valued at today based on retailers getting together and going, I love it a lot. Again, I'm oversimplifying it, and I'll, I'll just say I'd rather just whistle past it. One of the things happening today is Republican senators have sent Joe Biden a letter urging him to consider a smaller scale down COVID-19 relief proposal. Joe Biden is known as a legislature who likes to compromise with the other side. We'll see about that in the coming days and weeks as the world turns. So are the days of our lives. So House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the chamber will move to pass a budget resolution, the first step to proving the legislation through reconciliation. Another busy week of earnings on Wall Street, Alphabet, Amazon, Alibaba, Snap, Exxon, one of the big stories of the weekend, which we may never, ever have known if it wasn't for this show here. Exxon and Chevron considered merging with each other during the pandemic. That's how bad the price of oil got and how to service the market. They really wanted to flood the market and become more of a non-competitive industry. Exxon and Chevron, that would never have flown, but it was discussed. Maybe it would fly. In the world where more people drive Teslas, do we really need oil and gas companies? Of course we do. We're still highly dependent on them for heating homes, flying planes. You get the idea. So Alphabet, Amazon, Alibaba, Snap, Exxon, Biogen, Pfizer, Chipotle. These are all names that report this week. Chipotle, good golly, Miss Molly. Do I not give them enough preps? Do I not love you enough? They once were a division of McDonald's and McDonald's spun them out. And during the pandemic, you know who has been the number one and the number two fast food representatives on Wall Street? I have to tip a hat to McDonald's and Chipotle, Chipotle particularly, for redesigning their stores to be like, I don't know. You walk into a Chipotle and you're like, am I walking into a vaccine center that's perfectly set up so that no one is possibly going to transmit a, a deadly virus amongst each other? Chipotle's are set up for like their little armories against uh, diseases and I'm good for them. They took redesigning their stores seriously. I went to see my dentist because I'm big into teeth. Uh, I'm all about, you know, the big 32, so to speak, as I like to call them. Um, so I went to see my dentist, and it, to me, it looked like a Dexter blood roam. I know you're saying uh, blood roam. Yeah, that's where he would kill his victims, and he'd, like, put plastic everywhere. So, like, there was no chance there was going to be any splatter that would ever trace it back to him. No, no, no. But anyway, safety protocols are not fun and sexy. So they tell me. So Wall Street's kind of dealing with this GameStop thing this week, and it's kind of bled over into another new short, not short, thinly traded silver. And again, I'm just going to say no. 
I'm going to focus on other areas. First solar downgraded today. Cut to neutral from buy. No reason was given, so I'm going to hold off on judging. Colgate Palm Olive. I go, man, there's a lot of janky teeth in the world. A lot of people are going to have to brush their teeth for years to come. That's a consumer product that we need. Uh, other big stories of note today. There's really not a lot. Expedia, they're up higher, up 4%. Wedrush upgraded the stock to outperform from neutral. I would say reopening, right? I, I think the headline news, and I could be wrong here, but from what I watched this weekend, it felt like most of the experts, sometimes these stories do start to bleed together. It felt like most of the experts were all kind of saying the same thing. Uh, we're making up for a shortfall in vaccines. We're getting where we should be. We're still not there, blah, blah, blah. But the number of infections have gone down remarkably. The number of times for testing has gone down remarkably. Still death, death, but getting better. Okay. I suppose that's a review that I could use. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. I don't tend to use this word lightly, but it's being used by others. One GameStop analyst is calling the stock surge a pyramid scheme and says that no one seems to care about his price target. As an analyst, he sat down and he's kind of figured out GameStop might be worth $16, but certainly not 300 and certainly not 400. And he wants people to look at his price target. Um, he's still pretty comfortable with it. Thus, he's pretty bearish on the company right now, but it's tough as an analyst to talk into that. He uh, used a quote, there's not a single institutional investor who's sitting back and waiting for me to weigh in on whether to buy it at 300. We've long passed a time where anyone who values my advice is involved in GameStop. <laughs> and I, to me, that's the humorous because if you know CFA, Chartered Financial Analyst, they are not fun people. They are just the facts, very dry. They're not investigating a murder mystery on, you know, NBC or CBS. They're investigating a murder mystery in life on financial data. And like to me, they're hardcore scientists who don't crack smiles. The only drier people on the planet to me are CFPs. And I love them for their dryness because the way they approach financial decisions are kind of like me, very methodical. And again, not all financial planners are the same but I tend to like the designation more so than not. Nike's tapping into the comfort trend. Thank God. They're launching lace-free slip-on sneakers, hoping to enjoy the same momentum that rivals brands like Crocs and Vans and APLs. And I'm like, okay, this has been inspired. We're co-opting it a little bit from the Asian culture where it's customary to remove shoes before entering a home. Somehow Nike is going to come up with a, a way to charge you over $100 for slippers. Pricing will start at $120. The GoFly e-shoe is marketed as not requiring hands to put on. It's kind of got this weird little lift system where if you tap on the back of it, it kind of buckles the shoe out. 
I know you're saying this is an investment, Rob. You own shares of Nike, don't you? I do. And I don't know if this is innovation. I don't know if it's a joke. But Nike selling slippers, not performance running shoes or performance golf shoes or performance football shoes or performance baseball cleats. Like slippers that look like Crocs. And they're 120 bucks. I'm like, I love it. Go Fly Ease is part of Nike's Fly Ease line of running soccer and basketball sneakers that are said to be easier to wear and fit the foot better. Now, again, you didn't think this was going to be a controversy, but welcome to the new controversy, shoelaces. Nike said, we've been using laces for a long time, but a lot of times people are trying to work around those laces. They're trying to use one foot to anchor the shoe and slip out. Laces are kind of a hassle. We want to make shoes easier for everyone, for those who just don't have time for laces. This is apparently an issue that Crocs has solved and Nike wants to solve. And I say good for Nike. Because we'll, we'll buy whatever they put together and put a celebrity in to show us how cool it is. But you almost have to see these shoes because they have kind of a, a popping mechanism to them where you wouldn't expect it. Like, you know, when you take um, handcuffs and pop them all the way around and they pop through and you're like, oh, I didn't know I could do a 360 within it. That would cut someone's hands off, but it could, that's how you would pop, pop. Oh, pop. It pops kind of out. And now you're saying, no, I don't know anything about handcuffs. Rob, do you? Uh, maybe a little bit. Maybe I've seen them used on TV, but never in my own life. But anyway, Nike, good for them. Uh, coming up with a new way to sell slippers. And they're pop-on shoes and pop-off because we don't be hassled with things like laces. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I'm now essentially doing two shows on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm taking over some of the time, the block time that CFP Chad Virgin gets. And I'm doing new focus on wealth with me, Rob Black. Instead of sitting with him, I'm going to do it from my angle versus his angle. I want to show you how to create wealth versus manage it. He's focused on the managing. I'm focused on the creation. A little different. But you'll hear that show sometimes, you know, cut and pasted into this show during the podcast. The podcast can be found at Apple, iTunes, under Rob Black and Your Money Business Shows. You can also subscribe to it. If you just search Rob Black and Your Money Podcast, you'll find it. Be careful. There's a couple of the Rob Blacks out there. I don't want you running into the porn producer who also has a podcast. Let's just say it's a little darker than mine. I don't want you running into the English singer-songwriter who, how shall we say, uh, is coming ninth in a lot of soccer tournaments in his lifetime and got a lot of medals and trophies. But that's all I'm going to say. It's not He's not the man that I am. He doesn't put on his pants like I do. One leg at a time. I'm very, very important. Just so you know. Scotch, scotch, scotch. In my belly, belly, belly. I do not love scotch. It kind of burns, but in a good way. Traditional IRA accounts. 
versus um, 401ks versus Roth IRAs versus Roth 401ks versus SEP accounts versus 529 plans versus 401k versus 403b. I know it can get a little intimidating. It's something that you need to go to an investopedia. Uh, investing for dummies. You can listen to this show enough. You'll kind of pick up on the idea. I like traditional accounts like 401ks for most people. I like emergency funds. I like having an idea of your budget. It doesn't have to be um, set in stone, but a pretty good idea would be nice. You're going to learn things throughout your investment career. Some of it's going to stick, some of it's not. For instance, in the 1980s, the United States had a big problem on their hands. AT&T was one of those companies that got government assistance and they set up operators, 911 systems and local phone calls and long distance phone calls and all across all the states, federally mandated technologies. Oh my, it was complicated. So we decided to break them all up into regional bells. When we did that, what we learned was there was a lot of corporate fat. There was a lot of managers at AT&T who were overseeing regions and such. And instantly Wall Street said, we need to fire some people because you have way too many executive vice presidents. I'm senior vice president of trading. I hate titles, hate them. I once fought aggressively to the point of almost resigning to get a title taken out of my title because I didn't want to be perceived as a guy with a title. Now the Dusik, Dusik, uh, Duchess of Sussex, the Dussex, I was trying to convert two words into one because that's how efficient I am. Uh, getting titles taken out. She's trying to get her title. Like She wants Meghan Markle to be blown up. She wants to be known as the Duchess of Sussex. And you're like, whoa, talk about title envy. I want to be known as the Duchess of Sussex. What? Uh, I mean, I want to be known as the Duke of Sussex. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be the Duchess. If I can be the Duchess of Sussex, that's the one I'd probably take up, right? Anyhow, if I'm going to break the rule, I'm going big or I'm not going. Anyway, you learn things in life. For instance, I learned once that when AT&T got broke up, that there was a big problem of there was a lot of 50-year-olds who had AT&T stock and they wanted to retire, but you can't retire at 50. The rules say you have to wait till you're 62 to start getting retirement benefits and situations like that. So the IRS made up a code, and they called it 72T. And 72T was so that if you are rich enough to start pulling money out at 50 and still last till your drop-dead age of 74, 73, or 72, whatever it was in those years, that they were okay with it. You could take it a little early, but you have to do it on a consistent level. And there was rules, and if you broke the rules, you got fined. But I remember that was written for AT&T. 